Buckle up, hotties. It's time to talk some hoops. Welcome to Crunch Wears No Pants with Brandon, Nate, and Jordan. What's poppin', panty people? Welcome to Crunch Wears No Pants. I am Jordan. Jally Alamat. That's Brandon Beck. Beck. And that's Nate Durf, Alsdurf, and we are the bosses of the hoops department of PullTabSports.com, powered exclusively by Jimmy's Dips and Joe Mama's Salsa. All we do is eat, 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 eat dips eat. and salsa. Yeah, we can't. Dips and salsa. Yeah, we Dips can't. and salsa? Chips and no, salsa. it's dips and salsa. It's dips and salsa. I thought it was chips. Do you not listen salsa. to the pod? <laughs> oh my god, you don't listen. Um, hey, we're gonna do this at the front end of the pod now. If you're listening and you are a regular listener, make sure you subscribe and give us those old five stars on Spotify or Apple. Or if we suck, give us one and scathe us. No twos, no threes, no fours. Five or ones is all we're interested in. And guys, it finally happened. No icebreaker question today. After weeks of trying to get a guest into green screen studios in St. Paul, Minnesota. It's finally happening. Let's welcome our first guest, Chalanka Langison of Zone Coverage and the yeah. CNDMBA show. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. I'm here, I've arrived. Hello everyone. Chalanka, did you know that yes. you were Mr. Irrelevant in our Wolves Twitter draft? I was Mr. Irrelevant? You were the, you were the last pick. <laughs> oh, well, damn. Yeah, but if you think about how many people on tw- are on They're Twitter, and we only took 18 people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, total. So yeah. You're, you're, okay. You were the 18th most popping Twitter, you're on my, you're on my team. Okay, I love it. Yes, it was a good, it was uh-huh. a stack I, I do remember that. We got robbed by Brandon's political bullshit. What? What? No, Durf's did Durf won. win? Oh shit! Oh yeah, I did. <laughs> we don't even remember. <laughs> I did. Yeah. What did you? You Durf had Dane Moore and John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, got yeah, the, you let you mm-hmm. let Dane fall to me because you took why. Brit before both of them. <laughs> I, I love a sassy old man. What can I say? <laughs> I respect it. Uh, Chalanga, what are your thoughts on Brit Robson? <laughs> Uh, you know, I, Britt has been, he has been adamant lately that he's not a fan on Twitter, which I think has been a yeah. pretty funny yeah. turn. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a weird bit. Yeah. Cause it's like, ah, you, you are, man. You, yeah. No one spends their, their entire life covering the Timberwolves if they're not a fan. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. I respect it. Yeah. So, Chalanga, to get to know you, we're going to put you on our first ever uh, sponsor sponsored bit. So oh, I hope this yeah. doesn't interfere your sponsor with your sponsorship with uh, Jake's graphs. I hope there's no. Oh uh, no, he's pretty open. He's pretty cool. We can do kind of do whatever okay. we want. So. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, so this is the first ever Joe Mama salsa smoking hot mama hot seat. <laughs> so the smoking hot mama <laughs> is cold, and you got to warm her up, dude. Okay, uh, should we go take turns asking the questions, or should I just go through them? I say we, we can take turns. Okay, so we're gonna, we're gonna just go top to bottom. Don't think, just vibes, unless right, the question go. requires thought. Uh, Timberwolves or- origin story. That's kind of a long one. <laughs> you mean how it began with Timberwolves then? Yeah. Start to finish. Quick vibes. Up until now. Uh, I started playing intramural basketball in college. Started following the NBA, fantasy basketball. Had to follow the Timberwolves, the white era. You know, mm-hmm. the wera, the wera, as, as yeah. we like to say, like the um, like the white power the, article uh, era, the Eastern <laughs> yeah, the European Andre team. Kirilenko, Chase Budinger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yes, uh-huh. uh, that that team uh, got me into it. It was not very good basketball. You know, but, you know. You know they played the game the right way. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. Very fundamental. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Scrappy. <laughs> yeah. That team. All right. Next question, Brandon. You take. You go next. I want to ask the the third question. Yeah. Okay. You ask the second <laughs> question. Um, what is your all time favorite jersey? Like design style. I really loved the North Star jersey. I thought those were Ants rookie. Yeah, I respect yes. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sweet. All right. This is my favorite question on the list. Who do you hate? <laughs> uh man, am I gonna spill that on pod right now? <laughs> and just in just in the world. Just the, just the number one or like a member of your top ten. <laughs> Who do you like, hate most like in NBA, the world NBA. and NBA? Like like two different answers. Okay. Uh most in the world. I really 
I mean, a- Andrew Tate. That's like super. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> good challenge. Good good very valid answer. <laughs> and in the NBA, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Okay, I am a hater. That's that's. I am a hater. Yes. Uh, but I, I try. I try not to hate players. I would say if I have to pick one player that I really, Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Also yep. valid. Mm-hmm. Before before we move on, guys. Yes. <gasps> Neither Ant nor De'Aaron Fox made the All-Star team. Breaking what? news oh. on the pod. It's 6.20 they put, p.m. They put freaking Paul George <sighs> in. Uh, and Jaron Jackson Jr. That's the part that I'm... Jaron Jackson Jr.? Yeah, but he's <sighs> he's a forward, so he doesn't get... Or unless he got the wild card spot. The wild card spot. Did they take that from us? <laughs> the wild card bit? <laughs> so I, I don't want to get into All-Star stuff right now, but I hate the Paul George thing because it's not... The All-Star game has turned into a popularity contest and a legacy game, but it should be a representation of the league at that year. So I'm more forgiving of the Jaron Jackson Jr. bit, but the Paul George stuff, I just can't forgive. Imagine if Paul, if Jaron Jackson Jr. didn't get all those extra blocks and steals at home. Oh my yeah, you, God. you like falsified <laughs> facts over here? Big fan. We're we're done. We're yeah, done yeah. with we're done with that. Okay, back to Chalanga and the, and the Joe Mama salsa smoking hot mama hot seat. Uh, Shit. Uh, uh, that name just rolls off the tongue. It's a really good. <laughs> I, I love a fast name for a segment that's supposed to be super fast. Yeah, it's, it's working. Uh, who is your league pass crush? What non-Wolves team do you, do you make I, your heart throb? I, I, you know, I hate to say it, but it's kind of the Utah Jazz this year. I think they're super fun. Uh, they play super up-base offense. It's a bunch of guys that are not stars, not big names, but they play hard every night. They shoot a bunch of threes. They, mm-hmm. you know, a bunch of them can dribble, pass, and shoot. I, Fun team, man. Yeah, they're fun. All right, Durf. Uh, where are we at? You're at the who is. Sorry, I added oh, the league pass one. No, I think he's right after oh, who I you d- hate. I, I downloaded it. Yeah, yeah. Oops. So uh, what is, in your opinion, the best dinner at Target Center? Oh, yeah. If you're going to grab something, what is it? Oh, God. You know, I'm a vegan. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So many options. <laughs> what beverage do you and, uh, Oh No, I mean, when I... So I, it's been a while since I've been to the game as a, as a fan. But yeah. when I did go to the game as a fan, there were like a few vegan options. I think they mm-hmm. had like a vegan hot dog that you could get that was pretty I'm good. I'm sure that was just immaculate. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, vegan do- hot dog tech actually has... is pretty prime right now. It's hard okay. to get... Hard to grab a bad vegan dog, in my opinion. Um... But I mostly just drink beer when I'm go to games as a yeah. fan. I drink a lot of beer. Nice. Aren't Mike and Ike's also vegan? Uh, probably. Yeah. Ca- <laughs> caveat. What's your go to beer at the game? At the game, I like to get. That's a good question. Uh, <laughs> I'm. I'm. I kind of like lean into it at the game, and yeah. I, I just drink straight Bud Lights. Nice. Okay. okay. Uh-huh. Nice. I respect that. Yeah. It's. It's you know more uh, efficient financially <laughs> too. Yeah. Not that it's well, efficient at all financially because they're very expensive, but you know. Right. All right. Uh, who is the hottest t- player in Timberwolves history? Player or coach? Oh, <laughs> I'm Timberwolves. <laughs> Ideal man body. I mean, I, again, people are going to hate me, but I got to go Jimmy Butler. He's beautiful. Yeah, he's a baddie. He's a beautiful, yeah. beautiful man. Also, and good date material. Like, he's going to take you fishing. I'm saying, like, I'm saying, he's kind of, he's kind of outdoorsy, but he's kind of classy too, with his mm-hmm. like his love for coffee and stuff. Like, yeah. I feel like he could plan a really nice date. Uh, yeah. Dreadlocks or no dreadlocks, I thought Jimmy? The, I kind of like the dreadlocks. That's right. what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm finally. Uh-huh. Finally. Did you I'm see they, they took his, they, they're like making him change his roster picture. And so he said he's going to put the extensions back in after oh, yeah. the All-Star break. So it doesn't match his roster <laughs> picture. <still. laughs> I did see that. That's brilliant. Okay. Uh, 
<laughs> Vince taking way too long. <laughs> this is how the pod goes. Uh, what is the thesis statement of the C&D MBA show? Uh, the socialist Christian, the premier socialist Christian <laughs> podcast, uh, Timberwolves podcast. Okay, that's, that's good. It. If Perfect. you don't know if you heard Jally last week, but we're the premier all right, right podcast. No, I actually did. And I was actually really happy because, you know, the whole like socialist Christian thing, it's sort of just... Uh, it's a it's kind of a bit like we kind of lean into it. It's not really us. And so I'm happy to finally connect with people who are more like me <laughs> and alt right. Right, um, right. And you know, you know it's just nice to be authentically ourselves. Yes. You know, yes. in this yes. space. Yeah. Uh-huh. I am yeah. really excited to dig into some politics later. <laughs> yeah. I know that that is a segment. Yeah, yeah. that's the second okay. hour. Great. So. Oh, f- fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I got I got some takes. <laughs> <All right. laughs> last question. <laughs> Who's got it? Who jump off of the last question? Should we all say it at the same time? <laughs> all right. Describe, Describe yourself, yourself as a basketball player. Oh, man. I'm always asking people to give me a comp for me because I never watch myself play. But I always like to say I'm like Pascal Siakam before he played basketball. You okay. Know? <laughs> I, you know, I like to oh. dribble, but I'm not super good at it. I like to shoot, but I'm not super good at it. I'm kind of mm-hmm. long. Do you go like, to the spin move a lot like I do, Pascal? I spin a lot. Yeah, I do yeah. love to spin. <laughs> just, just yamming that circle. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Towards the... Yeah, man. That's... Well, and I'm, I'm also Cameroonian, so, you know. Okay. Magnificent. Well, we know you now. Mm-hmm. So now we can let you go. And- <laughs> it was nice. Hey, that was it. That was, it a great- that was really fun, y'all. Well, that was the I, whole pod. This is a great product, y'all, guys. <laughs> this is really good. I, you know, I, I see why people like this. Okay. Uh, I appreciate right. it. We're storming, on, we're storming on the scene. Okay, things to discuss. Um, we got the vibes. We're going to talk about the vibes. Uh, very electrifying. We'll also discuss potential trade targets for the Timberwolves and whether we are in or out on the rumor mill. And then to celebrate the cultural phenomenon of The Last of Us, now streaming on HBO Max. Use promo code NOPANTS to get a month free on HBO Max. Uh, we will create a survival squad of past and present Wolves and Wolves coaches and Wolves front office members. Is that okay? Yeah, I think so. Sure. So we're going to create a squad of... My team is four players because I couldn't keep. I it thought at it was three. three. I couldn't it keep three. it at three. Why do you always I do this? You whatever. We'll the do fourth it. one's just kind of a joke. My joke is actually a vital part of my team, <laughs> and we'll get to there. So we'll we'll create a three-member survivalist squad or four. or four to help us survive the mushroom zombie takeover uh, present in the show. But first. This episode is brought to you by Stewartville, Minnesota's very own Jimmy's Dip, specifically their caramel dip. Uh, we don't talk about the veggie dip because that's not in the talking points. We talk about the veggie dip sometimes. Uh, the caramel dip is available at Hy-Vee or Cub. Uh, Jimmy's caramel dips is an easy way to up your apple intake. An apple a day keeps the doctor, doctor away. away. Uh, and it's a delicious way to do that. Um, Hey, you know, that big football game is coming up. Uh, you know, we can't the big sit. game. The big game is coming up and you're going to have friends the over. The Pro Bowl. <laughs> No, I thought, they, I thought they canceled it. They're games. They no. canceled they're the, the Pro Bowl? No, they're the Pro Bowl games now. They do oh. the competition. Like, I don't know what Like, how far is. can the quarterbacks throw the ball and stuff? They all just race. They just run. How much Jimmy's Dips can they eat in 30 <laughs> a seconds? A bunch of offensive linemen in a Jimmy's Dips eating contest. <laughs> uh, so you're going to host your little party. Why not treat your football friends to delicious caramel dip or their veggie dip? I know I said I wasn't going to talk about the veggie dip, but I'm going to. Okay, Jimmy says veggie dip too. So here at Crunch Wears in Those Pants, we mostly rock with the caramel dip, but you can do the veggie dip like... Beck's niece, who was baptized in it, which was, again, theologically yeah. incredibly sound. That's how Jesus wanted it. If you go back and you do the exegesis and hermeneutics, that's yeah, actually yeah. what yeah, you want to exactly. dip in the caramel it's, uh, Yeah, it's in the Dead Sea Scrolls, I think. Anyway, keep going. Those are pro- proven to be fake. You remember, you remember, did you see that? I, I didn't. I don't, I don't look into things before I'm, I'm, I say them. That's fine. 
That tracks. Uh, so high your cub. Uh, don't be a lame-o. Go cop your Jimmy's dips. That's the official slogan of the of, of the product. Says it right on the bucket. Yeah. Real sports journalism is dead. We only care about vibes now. All right. How are the vibes, gentlemen? Here's what's happened since we last recorded. The Wolves are 6-2. and two. They've taken down the Grizzlies, Rockets, Kings, Pelicans, Raptors, and Warriors and have lost to the Kings and a befuddling loss to the Houston Rockets. Off the court, Anthony Edwards was interviewed by GQ where he revealed that he listens to Nicki Minaj before every game, probably Starships. Oh, I was thinking Super Bass. Hmm. Which one goes harder? I feel like the guitar's a little more I like- think it's probably Starships. Huh. Chalinga? I gotta go Starships. Hmm. Sorry, Sorry man. man. Sorry, guys. So <laughs> I'll see myself out. This guy, this guy knows one Nikki song. So yeah, he did that. that he also, much more than that. He also revealed that he eats three bags of Chester's Flaming Hot Fries uh, per day, which is 21 per week. And Kat, the fast food fascist, is probably very angry about that. Hours after that, and along with D'Angelo Russell and the rest of the Timberwolves, were subject of numerous national hit pieces and sassy sound bites, mostly deriving from the Ringers' mayonnaise monster trio of KOC, Ryan Rosillo, and Bill Simmons. And it sent Wolves' Twitter into a fury. And then lastly, Cat uh, posted a picture of himself celebrating an Eagles victory while wearing a fresh new walking boot on his strained calf. Casting doubt on his ability to return this year. So some positives, some negatives. I pose the question, how are the vibes? Chalenga, again, rapid fire. How are your how are the vibes uh, in your mind? The vibes could not be better. I I was at the game uh uh Wednesday night. I don't know when you're listening to this, but I was on the game Wednesday night when the yeah. they beat the Golden State Warriors in overtime. And I'll tell you what, I, if that was your only Wolves game of the season, you probably think the Wolves are just incredible mm -hmm. because of the way that they beat the Golden State Warriors. It was tight, but it was emphatic. Brandon, vibes. Um, I think the vibes are not as good as they should be. And we'll get into like some of the national media discourse and stuff later, but the team is playing really well and things like should be really good, but there's still kind of this negative cloud over Twitter where it's like everyone's mad that Ant, before we started recording, everyone was mad that Ant wasn't going to make the all-star team. Now they're mad that Ant didn't make the all-star team. And like you said, like there's the weird hit pieces, there's the weird Rosillo podcast and the weird Kevin O'Connor tweets and stuff. Yeah, we'll get into that. They're just kind of like, everyone seems to be just ignoring the fact that the Timberwolves are playing really well. We're up to the sixth seed now and we haven't had arguably our best player for two months. Like that cat thing is just getting kind of ignored versus like the Pelicans have lost nine in a row and everyone's like, it's so sad. They don't have Zion Williamson. <laughs> what what a sad story for this team. Meanwhile, the Timberwolves have just overcome that and everyone's like, what? It's hilarious. They trade all those picks for Rudy yeah. Gobert. It is, uh, it's quite frustrating. Durf, how are the vibes? Um, I'm going to say the vibes are good. Uh, Two weeks in a row. <laughs> Close. No, yeah, they're they're super strong. Good. <laughs> a strong good though. Yeah, like a re like a really good good. Uh, <laughs> uh, good I'm gonna plus. say I'm gonna say great minus. Okay, Ooh. that's that's where I'm putting them at. There's there's obviously room for improvement. Always is, but uh, it's been really fun to watch. They put out like you said a great product the last few weeks. Um. Pretty much since that player meeting, I think we talked about that's. It seems like there's just been a gear shift. Um, we've had four win streaks since January first, which matches our win streak total for the first part of the season, and that might seem oh. that might seem like a weird fact to like number of win streaks. Yeah, yeah, and no, and, and there's well, a reason to define a win streak. Is yeah, that just two, two in a row? Durf, why do you why do you bring up win streaks? That's a weird fact to talk about, specifically because I'm zeroing in on resiliency and. 
before before this player meeting, before the shift and whatever, there was a tendency to lose a game and then go on a losing streak. And we haven't done that. We've we've lost a game and maybe two. And we find a way to like start another win streak. So to me, that's really important. It shows resilience, resiliency, and it's just not how we were in the earlier part of the season. I think the vibes are righteously angry. What do I mean by that? <laughs> oh, hell yeah. We got we go. chip on our shoulders. <laughs> we got, you talk about resiliency. We got Ruzillo yeah. talking shit and it uh-huh. makes me angry. So I think that, you know, you saw D'Lo just, he was, I think it was D'Lo angry at the game yesterday, Chlinga? Uh, he didn't know. He didn't. He's never he, angry. He had really. he had a moment where he was kind of off by himself, and uh, somebody asked about it in the post game, and he was like, "Oh no, I was just was trying to, to stay locked in, whatever." I, I think he was hyper focused. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think that is anger for D'Lo. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you know, I think there's a lot of like chip on your shoulder energy. Maybe with maybe I'm projecting onto the team, but I, I see that translating to just winning basketball again. Off mic or on mic? It was on mic. You said, you know, the Utah Jazz play hard. And yeah, like, it was on mic. You know, like uh-huh. people, <laughs> it's just been such a blur, man. It's been so much fun. <laughs> uh, just that, you know, there's been less hero ball. There's always going to be hero ball when you have Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell. But there's been less of that. There's been more just passing and hustle. D'Lo's grabbing the rebounds and diving for some balls and off ball movement that you've required of him, Brandon. So it's been. Yep. It's been nice to. Yeah. Turn, he also he also turnovers. cooked us in an overtime game by that, pointing at a guy under the hoop. I think that was I think that was a joint mistake. That was a joint mistake. I could see why he pointed at Kyle to, 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 to defend him. But uh, so I think we're righteously angry and things are going in the right direction. Obviously, let's start with the rain cloud that you're talking about, Brandon. That's um, raining it down upon us. The national media. So uh, since we've drafted Anthony Edwards, it seems like. Uh, his profile rising and the team's profile rising have created kind of a, a, a storm from the national media. Yeah. Just quick pause here. Yeah. Kevin O'Connor. <gasps> I don't understand why coaches selected Paul George over De'Aaron Fox or Anthony Edwards for the all-star reserve okay. spot. Wow. Fox Narrative and change. Edwards have posted better numbers and they're the engines of their teams. Okay. They're flip-flopping. We're, gonna, <laughs> we're still going to give it to him. We're still going to give it to him. So like, the national media has been very cruel and mean-spirited towards us. It feels like, and the Timberwolves have obviously earned it in some respects, but also it seems like it's coming from a malicious place. Like last week we had Nate Duncan back at it, disrespecting Anthony Edwards, calling him nowhere near an all-star. And then on Tuesday. Yeah, but Nate Duncan is a doofus. Yeah, I know. He, he's a card-carrying Wolves hater. He pulls mm-hmm. up to the club. He goes, hey, <laughs> let me in. But why? You know? We haven't done anything to have haters, but whatever. And then the vanilla vortex, Bill Simmons. I'd also like to point out a real fun Nate Duncan thing to do is to just yeah. go to his Twitter profile and see he's got like 150,000 followers and every tweet has like two likes. <laughs> he bought him? Are you? Are we? Are we? It's, like, it's really funny. Are we? Yeah. Put that allegation uh, out. Yeah. No, it, oh yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what a loser! Okay, the vanilla vortex of the ringer: Bill Simmons, KOC, and Ryan Rosillo took uh, unloaded a lazy clip of uh, you know bad faith talking points for the Timberwolves, including I have a four bullet list right here. D'Angelo Russell is the worst player to get significant minutes in the NBA. That's Ryan Rosillo. <laughs> oh my crazy, god, a crazy thing to say That's in a league with Russell Westbrook. Flaming <laughs> hot. <laughs> Uh, Bill Simmons compared D'Angelo Russell's Kings game, the most recent one, Monday, oh, yeah. to the worst stat line in NBA history when in reality it was just a normal bad game. Yeah, yeah that one yeah. was so weird because it was like, it was a bad game, but he was like, D'Angelo Russell had this totally normal bad game that you could probably find in any box score, any game. That reminded me of the worst game ever. 
really makes you think, doesn't it? And if you're saying that, dude, that's crazy. Yeah, um, like I'm not I'm no big D'Angelo Russell fan, but it was like it would be like if if after a Celtics game, he was like, Jason Tatum had 20 on 10 of 15 shooting tonight. Reminds me of when Will Chamberlain scored 100 points tough. and it's pulled tough. down 50 rebounds. <laughs> and 10,000 babes, dude. Uh, and then keeping it going, Ryan Rosillo also tried to pass along a narrative that Anthony Edwards doesn't like D'Lo or Cat. Think he likes both of them just fine. Um, well, but also the hot fries thing. He, he's he, eating too many hot fries, hot fries, so he can't be a good basketball player because of that. And then Ryan Rosillo also said that Tim, the Timberwolves are so hopeless that Ant would make the horrible financial decision to turn down the inevitable rookie max extension. And then lastly, KOC called oh, in the question. Hold on, yeah. hold on. He's the first person in history to do that. Yeah. <laughs> he said that? He yeah. said, he said like, it could, Actually, it could happen. Like, it's that dysfunctional. He might just turn down the rookie. for takes. You, I, I, 28 and 26. Dude, I, there's so many takes to, to, to have. Yeah. And that's what he came up with? That's yeah. crazy to me. It's, I mean, it's, it's not unlike what people were saying about Zion just mm-hmm. like a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. except Anthony Edwards is on the court playing basketball. Yeah. yeah. Right? And the Wolves are way better than the Pelicans ever were. Which is quite the thing to say. And then lastly, cherry on top. This one's not as bad. But, uh, well, yeah, it is. Fuck it. KOC called into question whether or not Ant's ascension could act. KOC called into question whether or not Ant's ascension could actually happen as if we're not currently witnessing it. So that's five transgressions versus the ringer. In the last 48 hours. So I will say, um, I, I, li- I listened to the mismatch. They, the the sentiment on the mismatch after like the Kevin mm. O'Connor tweets and the Kevin O'Connor articles was not negative towards the Wolves or Anthony Edwards. They were very complimentary. It was kind of like, you know, we have this idea that the Kings are having this great season. They're in third place and the Timberwolves season is such a mess when the reality is they're not actually that far apart and they played two times and they split so the sentiment from those guys on the mic was better. It wasn't nearly as bad as the Rosillo stuff was yeah. or um, the Simmons stuff. So. Yeah, it was just egregious. Uh, Chilango, what do you make of this? Are we just suffering from flyover state syndrome and lashing out? Or do we ha- are we on to some sort of national media bias? No, the, the national media have, have been Wolves haters for a long time. And they will continue to be Wolves haters for a long time. Uh, a couple of years ago, I wrote, a, uh, I wrote about like Anthony Edwards' perception in the national media. And Is that I, the one comparing him to um, Cade? Cade Cunningham. Yeah, I, re- I yeah. just read that, actually. Uh-huh. It got retweeted. Uh, I read that last mm-hmm. week or something. Yeah, a good friend of mine, Patrick Fenelon, shout out, retweeted it for me. Got me a bunch of new followers on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. From the 10,000 takes with yeah, Maggie. Yeah, from 10,000 takes. We, we uh-huh. rock with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I rock with them, too. Um, but and that that was specifically through the lens of, like, colorism and, and how, you know, these light-skinned, players are viewed versus the darker skinned players because I mean there's a real difference I, mm-hmm. I broke down Kevin O'Connor's like breakdowns mm-hmm. of Anthony Edwards versus Kate Cunningham and it was like night and day you know he was like Anthony Edwards is this bruising like unpolished punishing player. you know yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. it was nasty and Kate mm-hmm. Cunningham was smooth and like NBA ready and like a high level league. you know it's just like smooth like Jimmy's caramel dip available <laughs> like wherever you added value baby baby sorry Jalango fantastic ad read I love it I love it your spots are gonna love that one too yeah um, when you think of Jimmy's think of colorism all right uh, <laughs> That's what we want to think perfect, about. Perfect, perfect. Uh, no, but 
But I, I think too, it's like, you know, a mid-sized market, you know, and, I, and I'm not going to sit here and say the Wolves are some like premier franchise because they're not, and we know they're not. And yeah. Glenn Taylor has been the, you know, sort of at the, at the helm through just a, a hellish series of mismanagement over the last 30 years. And the Gobert trade also, I mean, it sucks. Like yeah. we could just say flat out, it was a, it was bad business. They can be, mm-hmm. they can end up like the Gobert trade objectively was an overpay. That doesn't mean they can't end up being good. Right. Right. All right. And so, and so to just my, my point of, of pointing out all these things is that the Wolves have not made it difficult to be shit on. Mm-hmm. And when a team that is somewhat irrelevant in the grand scheme of things, it, you know, in the national narrative makes it easy, mm-hmm. it, it just is so like... I would say Washington Wizards fans probably feel the same way. Mm. I would say Sacramento Kings fans probably feel the same exact way. You know, they're mm-hmm. the Charlotte Hornets fans. Talk about mismanagement. <laughs> Michael Jordan is over there burning that franchise to the ground, you know? Yeah, but they're going to bring yeah. back Miles Bridges here pretty soon, and that's going to fix everything. <laughs> bro, I had a Hornets fan talk to you like, the Wolves are yeah, never, not going to sniff the play in this year. I'm like, bro, you're old. 15 and 37 Miles Bridges Hornets fan. All you got is the 90s uniforms, which are great. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, they're, and their courts too are like in yeah, the honeycomb. Magnificent. It's, a, it's a good color scheme. Yeah, it is. It is. Anyway, I I just think it's it's easy and it stinks. I I also think Carl Anthony Towns is the most hated on star in the league, bar none. Absolutely. And and that makes it that makes it hard to, for him to be on your team because people are gonna hate on Carl Anthony Towns because he's kind of a weirdo and yeah. like people can't deal with that. You yeah. Know? And then it's like kind of like the antics on the court thing and uh-huh. being part of a dysfunctional franchise. You get labeled really early as like a good stats, bad team guy. Yes. And then everyone insists they need to get you out of there. But then if you stay there too long, you get kind of like marred by that. Let's talk about the antics, though. And I, I and I go crazy about this and it makes me very angry. Cat whines. Yes. Yes. He complains. Absolutely. He also gets a bad whistle. Mm-hmm. How come when Joel complains, there's no question about it. When Luke, there's a little bit of Luca complaining. Jokic throws little temper tantrum. Big boss baby two-time, three-time. <laughs> he looks his like no- boss. His nose is gushing baby. blood. Yeah. And he's I, I, So I agree like those guys also though do get a lot of technical fouls. Yeah, but they don't get the, the the national media sentiment. The, the cat antics the cat antics are like a little over the top sometimes. Yeah. Is that because he's just a hot guy? Because he's also very attractive. So when he whines, it's kind of like, ooh, poor guy. Whereas Jokic is just ugly as shit. So and it's like, like, look at that can, funny looking yeah. guy. Uh, Draymond was yelling at the refs. And yeah. like, if Draymond leads the league in technicals. Yeah, but he doesn't, no one talks about Draymond like a whiner when he is. Oh, that is, no. that's is that not true? true. I don't, I don't see it. Okay. Wait, and are we sure? I think, uh, does Anthony Edwards not lead the league in technicals this year? I think, I think, no, it's, I think it's, it's Draymond now. Okay. Last I, last I checked it was like because what's the number like 16 for a suspension yeah. Ant was at like 11 and Draymond okay. was at like 13 I okay think. okay wait hang on that tracks does the national does nationally Draymond is labeled a whiner is that a yes. talk- okay okay so two of my closest radio friends Derek and Miles are big Warriors fans so that I we and, that, and I have good feelings for the Warriors so I, I'm not privy to this stuff so it's good to know I'm I rescind that Draymond 
You're a whiner. Yeah, sure. Dr- Draymond's at 14. So it's Draymond, Dylan Brooks, surprise. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Dylan Brooks, Ants at bitch. three. Real, real bitch. I think all three of those guys need to team up at some point. I think that would be <laughs> just, yeah. a, it's just a villain team. Oh, God. I would love it. I would love it. Um, can I say one more thing about yeah, Carl Towns? Absolutely. Um, yes. So, so like, there's the on-court shit. But I think the, the one of the things about Carl Anthony Towns, too, is that he, he pairs it with some off-court stuff that I think is – my read is a product of – just his sort of off personality. There's yeah. like, oh, you don't like coat drives? <laughs> well, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking hate coat. <laughs> Fuck a coat drive. Those kids could either earn a coat or be cold. They have to earn it. Finally, someone is talking the truth over here. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't know why I need to spend my goddamn hard-earned money on a coat for somebody else's goddamn kids. I got kids of my own. They gotta eat. They gotta have coats, and they're expensive. If you've been to REI lately, those coats are three, four hundred dollars. I mean, you think I just made? You think money grows on trees? <laughs> Cat, how could you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I just ha- I got a beef with Carly Towns' coat drives. Yes. Well, I, I, I'll sound, say it. Soundbite it. it. Soundbite it. Um, no, <laughs> I think I think he's a good dude. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But I think he's got some like like when he's on, when he's on the mics and the pressers and he'll he'll have these long diatribes or he won't say anything. Yeah. You know his the, his appearing on streams with Aiden Ross. Uh, just the the way that he sort of uh, tries to be things. That maybe he's not in his heart, but he thinks like will project in a good way. I mean that's and that's just how I read it. I don't I don't know him personally, but as a fan, that's how I I, I have read it. And people take those and without like the whole context of watching Carl Anthony Towns, you know, play and exist for eight years, and they're like, that guy sucks. He's a fake. He is, you know, he's he's a whiner. He's weak. And and, and I think it's just twisted who he is. But yeah, yeah. he's, he's, very, well, he's yeah. very weird. He's very weird and very performative. Yeah. yeah. Um, at times to the point where we did some we did some preseason over unders on our first episode of this show. And one of the over unders was uh, cringy cat quotes. <laughs> what, what, was the, what was it? The, the line was five point five. He's only got one because he's been really yeah, he's out. Getting, he's been really yeah. out of sight yeah. out of mind. Yeah. Uh, so like what you said because it was parallel to what you said, what we've been saying is yeah. that cat is just like a weird, nice guy. And he's the most leader like. You don't need to be like a Pat Bev. You can, and we keep saying this so we can just move past it. But it's like, just be a cool, nice guy. You can lead as like a nice, weird guy. You can mm-hmm. just be on Twitch saying, hey, don't vote for me for All-Star. Vote for D'Lo or Ant. And that's awesome. Yes. That's, that's mm-hmm. Be authentic. Yes. And that's he's, all I want. Because he's he's got a chance for for fucking weirdos and sort of like nerds and like geeks yeah. to to have someone yeah. who's really cool be to the, look up to. Be the face. Right? Yeah. I'm saying, yeah. and, and but I just feel like there's some in, internal dissonance that, that's happening there. He, he very like, clearly like wants to be in the limelight. He wants to have those sound bites, and he tries, like you said, he tries to be for- performative and be profound, and it mm-hmm. comes out being like, "What does that mean? Like, what yeah. did you just say?" Um, it's goofy, but um, I think, and it's also hard because he's been around the leaders that he's been around, like as like in his youth with the team it's like you have you're KG. growing yeah you're you're growing up but you're growing up with like Tibbs and Butler and like this kind of like knows that like like don't show emotion don't you know just mm-hmm. be angry whatever mm-hmm. um that's a good point i don't know i it, that has to have factored in somehow but absolutely that's that's a great laddering back up to the national media thing it feels like that was year 3 right where that kind of feels like where things started to shift against cat like yeah. oh jimmy really ran him out the gym um and Last point on like 
the national media thing. This kind of brings back up something that I'm kind of perturbed with with modern media. You'll be surprised to learn that I'm going to blame this on like Ronald Reagan and like <laughs> and, like oh the demise of the fairness doctrine, essentially. But media outlets, whether it be like Fox News or The Ringer or my old radio station, Go 96.3, right? We were not in the business of playing alternative music. We were in the business of aggregating an audience that would um, be susceptible to Audi ads and craft beers, right? We were not in the business of playing the coolest alternative music. We are in the business of playing the most streamed alternative music like Imagine Dragons to get that stuff in. That's the same with sports journalism. It's the same with just any type of journalism. So the ringer is not incentivized by rational, good journalism on the Timberwolves. That's what Johnny K is for. That's what the C&D NBA show is for. <laughs> well, I don't know about good, <laughs> but uh, it's... But rational. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah or, like, or just like... Very two, rational. Just very locked rational. in local journalism, yes, right? Uh -huh. So Finger in, on the pulse. Finger on the yeah. pulse. And that's why like in, 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 in this type of system, takes are going to optimize towards the dollar, which means you're optimizing towards the click, which prioritizes large markets. So why would you why would you cover the Timberwolves or the Kings or mm -hmm. the, the Hornets when you could talk about the, the Warriors and the Lakers? Because you get more clicks and that optimizes, you know, you're doing it for clicks, you're doing it for display ads, you're doing it for live reads. So um, yeah, that's a good point. It's just the problem. It's just that Brandon, you said this. The problem with that is that I'm going to read your tweet verbatim. The problems is that these guys, the national media, control the narrative of NBA fans. They dictate the awards voting and general sentiment around players and directly impacts earning potential and in turn reinforces the idea that these guys need to bail for bigger markets. You are a well, genius for that. It's well, beautiful. yeah, that's the thing. So like Anthony Edwards missing the All-Star game this year. Um, he has a clause like in his deal with Adidas where if he had made the All-Star team this season, he would be getting a signature shoe and he would be one of the faces of Adidas. And it sucks but if Anthony Edwards was doing the identical things he's doing right now on a worse Los Angeles Lakers team, he would have been voted an all-star starter. Mm -hmm. And if he wouldn't have been voted an all-star starter, he would have been selected an all-star by the coaches and he would be in the game. But the fact that he's playing for the Minnesota Timberwolves, that's not the case. And then that's being like kind of like driven forward by guys like Ryan Rossillo and Bill Simmons who don't watch Timberwolves games coming out and saying these overarching things that are shaping people's opinions about him without any actual information to back it up. Like it's very obvious when you listen to those guys that they're just like not watching the games. I heard Bill Simmons a couple years ago describe Nas Reed as like, he's a, he's a, he's a pretty good defender. You know, he, he, does, he does a lot of stuff, but he's a little bit of a work in progress on offense. It's like, that's like the complete the opposite, opposite yeah. of what Nas Reed is as a player. <laughs> I don't and, know. And who he came into the league. Like he was, yeah. he came into the league only with offense. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. Like so it's like, that's wild, man. So it's just like very obvious mm -hmm. when you hear these guys talk about these things that they're not actually watching the games. They have these, these preconceived ideas. And that's, that's the Anthony Edwards problem is the pre-draft articles about Anthony Edwards were all like, oh, he doesn't love basketball and he's inefficient and he's a work in progress and all this stuff. That gets me. And he's comes in and he hasn't been any of that stuff, but these people have like these thoughts entrenched in their mind that they're like trying to back up. The myth of the Anthony Edwards inefficiency is the craziest thing to me because outside of like the first 20 games of his career, he is 
he's an extremely efficient shooting guard, like effective field goal percentages right in line with Paul George, who just made the made the all-star team over him, right in line with Devin Booker, right in line with Donovan Mitchell. It's all the same. But Anthony Edwards, because before the draft, everyone thought he was going to be an inefficient volume shooter. That's just kind of stuck with him. And the national media is too lazy to watch any Timberwolves games to actually change the conversation around that. So what's the solution? Just outsourcing those takes? Like, you know, have Johnny K on the mismatch? Have Brandon back on the mismatch? I mean, I think it's just... It's 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 a thing that doesn't really get fixed because they're going to keep going to those sources so for their information. So we're whining like I mean, that. For, for me, for me my solution is... I listen to some of those podcasts for like the entertainment value, but I don't take a lot of stock in their opinions on the Charlotte Hornets Mm -hmm. because if they're not watching the Timberwolves, they're probably not watching the Hornets either. So the stuff that they're saying that I'm hearing about the Timberwolves, it's probably just as ignorant like what they're saying about the Washington Wizards Mm -hmm. and the Charlotte Hornets Mm -hmm. and the Detroit Pistons. So I think it's just like something you kind of have to take upon yourself. I don't know how we fix it at so like he want, the national level. We got to be free thinkers. We got to do our own research. <laughs> yeah, That's what I'm Yeah, exactly. There you got to watch your own, watch the games, do your own yeah, research. Yeah. Just read Breitbart. You're perfectly, yeah. you'll, get, you'll get all your takes. If there. y'all got some time after this, I got a few Instagram reels that I would love to share with you. <laughs> so <laughs> let's, so. I'm okay, too afraid to get into it. Okay, that's no, fine. No, that's fine. I, no, well, it, it'll it. be off pod. It'll be off pod. Well, off pod. Just keep going. Keep going. No, fine. Uh, we've held phones up for audio to the mic before. We'll do it again, Chalanga. All right. So, you know, kind of going into like, they don't watch the Charlotte Hornets. Neither do we. So let's talk about players from teams that we don't really watch that much and talk about trade talk, baby. So the trade deadline's a week away. We're going to do an in or out round table. Uh, we're going to go through some of the, the names that have uh, been and loosely tied loosely to the Wolves, tied to the wolves and everyone one, else. I also have one I want to add at the end that has not been tied to the Wolves at all, but it's Wilt? just a guy I really want. Wilt. It's not Wilt. But we should have put Prime Oscar Robertson on here. You rumored him a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, I heard that in the media. And Corey Kosky and all three iterations of Tracy McGrady. Well, not the Raptors, Tracy McGrady. Oh, I would I would like that one though. We, he's not on the board. Only only Magic Raptors. Raptors, Raptors are, are like old, trading everybody. They're not trading gold. No, Tracy McGrady. They're keeping their, his rights. So we're gonna go through. Um, we're not gonna talk about Conley because we talked about Conley last week. But let's just go real quick. Are we in? If we were to trade D'Angelo Russell or Nas Reed, and at the end we'll say, well, how do I, we do this? I think we I think we should touch on like who you probably have to trade for, to get these guys because like mm. we can't say. That's well, we it's can't D-Lo say and Nas. we can't say inner we can't say I'm in on Conley, but I don't want to trade D'Angelo Russell for well, that, him because that's, that's impossible. I think yeah, that's exactly. just assumed that's going to be D, it's gonna, uh, that's assumed it's going to be D'Lo yeah. Nas and probably like TP to make the money work. So Conley, well, we're all in. Uh, Conley makes deal. less than D'Lo, D'Lo, so we wouldn't need. Oh, to really? Well, TP. whatever. Yeah, yeah. But that if point, we had to trade, D'Lo we, yeah, we did the whole we did the whole Conley thing last week. I am in on Mike Conley. Cholinga, I'm, I'm in on Mike Conley. Uh, very much in. If we had to do it and trade D'Lo, I would be fine with Conley. Okay. Next up, who did we have talking about Kyle Lowry? You wanted to talk about Kyle no, Lowry? No, I got friends. wasn't highlighted. Oh, I wasn't highlighted? No. So nobody did any research on <laughs> for Kyle Lowry. Okay. I can pro- offer my uh, takes on Kyle Lowry, and then we can go around. I wasn't even stoned during this prep meeting, and I still <laughs> fucked it up. Shit. Allegedly. Um, so Kyle Lowry... Confirmed. I'm probably going to tip my hand as to whether I'm in or out here. Um, He has clearly worn out his welcome uh, with Miami. They're very motivated to get off of him for luxury tax reasons. 
Um, and he is a small point guard who has been showing signs of decline for the last couple of years. He's on the books for $30 million next season. Um, so a lot of negative things about Mike Conley, about Kyle good. Lowry, I mean. I mean, the positives are uh, like veteran vocal leadership, uh, kind of like a culture shifter. I think you run a little bit of risk where you kind of have to toe the line between like, do you want like that Pat Bev leadership, but don't be too Jimmy Butler about it, which is a little like hard line to toe. And Kyle Lowry's like really close with Jimmy Butler, their buddies, probably bringing in a lot more of that energy. Um, and I don't know, I don't know if we need like that big of like a cultural reset to the whole thing. Like a guy who's probably not going to fit in as much. He does bring um, some more valuable like point of attack defense than D'Angelo Russell does. Although, POA is what they call it. Yeah, POA, as the analysts call it. That's what KOC says, POA. <laughs> he's a big POA. Um, but um, he's not like, he's not going to be like OG Ananobi, Jaden McDaniels, like locking guys down. He just provides a little more competence than like a Jalen Noel or D'Angelo Russell does. Um, so that's kind of that. Uh, hasn't been very efficient from two or three this season. So, gentlemen, are you in or out? I'm out on Kyle Lowry. I am also out on Kyle Lowry. Jalenga. Can I provide a little bit of context for my frame of yes. mind? Yes. <laughs> yes. Because yeah. yes. I, I think the thing the thing about a D'Angelo Russell trade that is so important is like we, we the salary slot. And I think mm -hmm. kicking the can down the road one more year to have like to have that extra year, yep. basically the same money. There's value in that. Yep. Um, it also feels hard to be like, oh, yeah, let's, let's trade for a point guard who's 10 years older than yeah. <laughs> you know, that feels like uh, almost backward logic, too. Um, I think I'm, I think I am uh, I'm a soft out on Kyle Lowry uh, mm -hmm. for that for those with that context. I am also out on Kyle Lowry, but I do have a caveat to that. Um, Kyle Lowry is one of the only guys on this list who offers the potential of getting significant draft compensation coming back to the Timberwolves. So if you're getting like an unprotected, oh, like yeah. 2026 or 2027 Miami Heat pick, a Kyle Lowry trade seems a lot more appealing to me because like Jimmy Butler is getting older. They're kind like Miami is kind of teetering on possibly like falling into some irrelevance. So if you're getting mm. one of their picks down the road, there's some there's some value to be had. I mean, but if you talk that way, I wouldn't mind doing, if we could package D'Lo, Nas, and Prince for Lowry and like a rotation player from Miami mm -hmm. plus a pick, a pick. That, yeah. could, that could be interesting and like give both Wolves some yeah. like additional like, assets to sort of rebuild the yeah, coffers. Yeah, like Caleb and, Martin, mm -hmm. Caleb yeah. Martin, Max Struz, yeah, some of those yeah. guys. And also not, like not make the Wolves worse because yeah. that's like <laughs> the last thing we want is yeah. to be worse when yeah. our And you, you have a good point capitals, too that so. kicking the can down the road, you do have that spot, that max slot open still, or that money available. It's Strauss, Max Strauss is and then nice. Also, Ethan Max Strauss. Uh, <laughs> you... No. What's my train of thought? Sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, had to bring up about, Ethan Strauss. I know. <laughs> Ethan, Ethan Strauss always gets me. Um, Damn. You leave that spot. Oh, and it, the contract also becomes an asset because it's an expiring contract that second year. Because right? he's got two years left on his mm -hmm. deal. Yeah. So there are benefits. I see that. But yeah, I'm still. But I think we also see. Yeah. We can talk ourselves into like the expiring $30 million contract of 
Kyle Lowry is an asset next season. But D'Angelo Russell has been 50, 40, 90 for like two months right now on an expiring $30 million contract. And he's like 26. And we're seeing that that is not that positive of a trade asset yeah. right now. Yeah. So like, are we really expecting that like a 37-year-old Kyle Lowry but is going to hold different. significantly it'll more value next season? Yeah. yeah. Hang on. I've never seen someone actually regain their train of thought after being that was, derailed that, that was quickly. hard. That was knowing that we're recording too. <laughs> that was Every good. second counts. Yeah. We definitely didn't pause for like 45 minutes minutes no. there turn things back on yeah, Derp started. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> uh okay i'm up with fred van vliet okay he's 28 years old he's on an expiring right he's got a player option that player he's probably option. going to decline mm -hmm. okay so over the last four years since he exploded into our peripheries averaging 19 points 6.5 assists and 4.5 rebounds per game and 37 percent from beyond the arc his whole thing he's a floor general who can heat up quickly and take over a game if needed uh, if his shot is falling, which it hasn't always been this year, but, you know, we slump and we strive. That's the human condition. And uh, generally, since the Raptors title, he's been a guy to, you know, to work hard on defense and kind of be that floor general, more traditional PG. So are we in or out on Fred Van Vliet? I am in, but I don't think it's going to happen if we had yeah. to do it. So I like to go next. I want to go me? diagonal. Oh, let's do oh. diagonal. Let's switch it up. Yeah, well, Too many voices uh, in the same world. I'm out on Fred Van Vliet because if we have to end up resigning a point guard at like a high number anyway, why not just keep D'Lo? He's a little mm -hmm. younger, short mm -hmm. point guard, yeah. turning 30 soon. That could turn at any moment. He has a better beard than D'Lo. That's thoughts? true. It's, <laughs> it's, it's beard nice. is nice. Yeah, good. no, no, I feel that. Uh, but I'm still out. Okay. Let's do brain. Let's do like okay. this a little bit. Uh, I am also out on Fred Van Vliet. Um, he is he is talking a real big game with how much money he wants yeah. okay. next season. It was like four years, one twenty, or three like years, four years, one thirty. That's a lot for Fred Van Vliet's like maybe six feet tall. Um, <laughs> he's already heightest. He is he's already yeah. been like pretty. See, pretty <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a portion of. <laughs> he's already been like. I think you're you're trading for Fred Van Vliet on the pretense of. This year that he's having is an outlier, but it's entirely possible that the decline has just started because like Chilenga just said, he's almost 30. He's a small point guard. He's not shooting very well. He offers a little bit more competence in the point at the point of attack than D'Angelo Russell, but... I do. I, I'm out on the idea of paying a big number right, to right. Fred Van. Vliet. I gotta stop. Okay, as the D'Lo stand in the room, I gotta stop letting this room and your rain cloud affect what I say in the microphone. Because I come, I'm on the group chat going D'Lo for life, baby. Me and my wife are high fiving whenever he does things. We go like this to our baby, and then I come in here and I get swayed by you, and I say <laughs> no. I'll trade Fred Van Vliet. Well, that's not in my heart. That's only my brain. But my heart says keep D'Lo. So you know what? Fuck it. No more Fred Van Vliet. Well, so you're keep just you're just out on all of this. Discussion. I'm out on all this because D'Lo was the well. Well, tell, no, tell no, me I, about John I also, Wall. I also, I also want to. I also want to emphasize that. We'll get there. I also want to emphasize. Charlie really wants my, John Wall. Just in my in my version, me. I I don't want to extend D'Angelo Russell. I'm comfortable I, taking the risk of him just walking in the off season, trying to do a sign and trade. The salary slot thing, while it is a real thing. Um, the Ant and Jaden extensions are going to take effect the year after. So it's really only a thing for 2024 mm -hmm. versus like if you fill that salary slot in 2024 and then you extend Ant and Jaden, then you're probably having to trade someone making a lot of money unless you're willing to pay the luxury tax. And Mark Laurie and Alex Rodriguez haven't exactly screamed like, 
liquid enough to be paying the luxury tax right off the bat. Nope. But I but that's the end game anyway. At the like ultimately one of uh, uh, even even if Delo is gone, one of Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards or Jaden McDaniels, I think is going to have to be off of the team mm-hmm. in the next like three years because the, just those four alone is going to be insanely expensive. Yep, and it's going to be impossible to build a team around them. But and know? that's where. But then, so the, like I said, that's where the salary slot thing. While like in theory, it's important for like next season, it becomes like a moot point the year after yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm. Durf. <laughs> Are you in or out on Fred Van Vliet? Uh, I'm out. I live to the Tibbs area. I'm familiar with bad contracts. That seems like it's going to age very poorly. Yeah. So, yep. Uh, okay. Next next up, we got Bones Highland. And you guys are going to be surprised by this one because I... this is, Bones Highland meets none of the criteria for any of the players that I have described as the things that I want. He likes Alexi Shved. He likes Max Strauss. He likes uh, Duncan Robinson. I do like Duncan Robinson. Do you? No, I do not. Yeah, I want to say that's not. Okay. <laughs> he loves Sheen. Um, I've been saying that I want like better point of attack defense, a little more competence, a little more veteran leadership. Bones Highland offers none of that. Bones Highland is basically like a higher upside, better three-point shooting Jalen Noel at this point in his career. But I'm viewing a Bones Highland trade as more of a long-term piece than something to solve the team this year. Um, Of all the guys we're going to talk about today, Bones Highland has far and away the most upside of any of them. And you could see a world where Bones Highland is a Jordan Poole level player. I thought you were saying like Jordan. A, just like my Jordan Alamad <laughs> level player. Just really good bench present. <laughs> um, so, and I think he could, like I said, he offers a little bit more upside and the long-term piece. And then all of that aside, uh, he's just a really cool dude named Bones. And I want a really cool dude named Bones on my favorite team. And I also think that it matters because in a Bones Highland trade, in all likelihood, the player that you're trading is Nas Reed. And the fan sentiment when you trade Nas Reed, no matter what you get in return, is there's going to be some some negative backlash. People love Nas Reed, and I love Nas Reed. I've been on record as I think a Nas Reed trade offers us the ability to cheer for Nas Reed thriving somewhere else in a bigger role than he's ever going to have mm-hmm. on the Timberwolves. But I think it's important. I think it matters if you're trading Nas Reed to get someone back who fans are going to gravitate towards. Right. And I think Bones Highland is the type of guy that fans are going to be really love because he does really cool stuff. He shoots and makes a lot of threes. He shoots really deep threes. Mm-hmm. And his name Always is fun. Bones his name Highland. Is, his name is Bones. So when he, when he drains a deep three, be like, the bones are yeah, their money. <laughs> so are the worms. We get a guy named Worms Lowland. We'll assign Dennis Rodman, the worm. <laughs> Oh, and him perfect. and Bones Highland can play and we'll have the money, the bones yeah. and the worms. So all that to say, <laughs> Bones Highland, I am in Durf. Um, I so we talked about this in the in the text thread. You kind of convinced me I would be it sucks. It would suck to lose Nas. Super sad. You make some good points. And I also think that we have an embarrassment, embarrassment of riches 
in the front court. Here he goes. Swapping front you, court depth for back court depth. And also my boy Luca <laughs> gets thrust into a into a high minutes or a more high minutes role. Yeah. I think in soft in. Soft in. in. Soft in. Uh, I'm gonna go next. Bones for Nas. Sure. That doesn't sound very convincing. I'm a soft. You yeah, sound out. My, soft. My you sound like you're out plus. <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I, I don't like trading Nas because he just put down an emphatic dunk to seal a game versus the defending champions. But he's got like, there's no long-term space for him on this team. It seems like a really sticky wicket once Cat comes back. So you have to get some value. I think Bones would be the best case. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm mad in on Bones. I'm very, very in on Bones. Nice. Uh-huh. Why? Oh, I, I mean, bones. the oh, so it, it uh, when we're talking about three-point attempts, like his the rate he's putting them up, per 100, he's like sixth in the league. He's putting up like... What? Yeah, he's putting up like 10.7. Like Malik Beasley level. Yeah, wow. uh-huh. And and the thing about him is that a lot of them are self-created too, which is Always even fun. more impressive. I mean, mm-hmm. so he, he's just like going to come in and he's going to shoot, yeah. which yeah. is what you actually need from your six-man shooter. Jalen Noel comes in and he dribbles, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and, and, and shoots. And, yeah, but, yeah, 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 but he's fast. Yeah. You know, and, and Bones is going to do a lot of dribbling too. But mm-hmm. I mean, we've got some. We've already got some evidence that he can really knock it down. And so, yeah, I, yeah. I, the I, shot, I, the shot creation is huge. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for the next two, was I supposed to do the next two? Because they were highlighted my color, but I well, didn't, the I next thought... one, the next one is highlighted Durf's color. Oh, you, Durf right. has just all the Clippers oh, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> oh, well, thank God, that didn't do anything. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was a that was a kind of a catch all. Uh, we have on here Manuel Covington Kennard. I don't. I mean, it's not going to be all those guys. It could just be. We all need those deep guys. detailed analysis on all of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, yeah. Durf, can you tell me a lot about Terrence Mann? Because I don't know too much about Terrence Mann. I know the other three. I don't know that much about Terrence Mann either. I can but tell I can tell you about Terrence, Terrence, Mann. Terrence Mann. Yeah, yeah. Well, they want to move him to point guard allegedly. I mean, he he's a basketball guard. He would he he's would a basketball go player. Yeah, he's a basketball player. Hits a lot of home runs. Touchdowns, goals, skating like, around. I don't like this bit. Okay, good. <laughs> got, it got sucks. It. Got it. <laughs> got it. Um, no, Terrence Mann would go a long way towards solving the nobody plays hard enough problem. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to get to a lot of loose balls. He's probably the the best point of attack defender on this list of a guys. Poa. Yeah, he's the best POA on the on the list of like potential trade acquisitions. He's on a really nice contract moving forward, so he's he's in the Nas salary slot right now but he's mm. already signed an extension that jumps up to like 10 million dollars a year for the next oh. two years um good good like catch and shoot open three-point shooter not like a tremendous creator but he would be like more of more of a role player uh, which is something we've talked about on the show before is kind of the need for with all the high level talent guys that just kind of fill in roles on the team that all that to say, I'm in on Terrence Mann. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the deal would probably be something around Kennard, Rocco, Terrence Mann. The we've talked about this before. Rocco would fit really nicely on this team. There's some depth there. You didn't. We we we'll all save it for. What yeah, we yeah, around. yeah, yeah. Stop interjecting, Durf. Do you finish your bit? Sorry. All right. Anyway, uh, Kennard, great knockdown shooter. Um, and then Terrence Mann, obviously. We just went over that. Um, they like D'Lo. That's, that's a big that's one. They're one got. of the only teams that seems to want D'Angelo yeah, Russell. Exactly. Like that's just kind of the basis of this of this discussion. And then John Wall comes in as filler. <laughs> we don't want John Wall. Why don't <laughs> we don't want John Wall? Because John Wall is only John Wall for the jerseys. Slango. John Wall, your thoughts. I'm kind of out on John Wall, man. Why? I, look, I love John Wall. Love everything that he's done in the league. I like 
peak John Wall was awesome. He was one of my favorite players to watch. But that player is uh, long gone. Yeah. He is a super, cooked. super sad. Shell I mean, of a man. Super sad. Got injured and then hurt himself again in the mm. shower. <laughs> like, how, first of all, the embarrassment, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I, if we could be like real, like, that's at least lie. You got to call your coach. <laughs> like, like, lie. Don't, yeah. <laughs> don't tell people. Hey, Doc, I just fell over in the shower and it did not feel good. <laughs> you know, like, what? That sucks, man. That's yeah. tough. Um, but no, I'm out on John Wall. Durf, where do you stand on on your Clippers assignment? Uh, I mean, there's there's nice pieces there, but I'm just I, I'd I'd prefer to keep D'Lo than make that deal. That's my. Should I go? I obviously prefer to keep D'Lo, and I'm going to speak my truth to power. But if they're like, hey, here's Kennard and Terrence Mann, I go, well, hey now. I just think of you know, I think of like Kennard and Cat when Cat does come back, it just bombs away, and that's mm-hmm. very exciting to me. Um, I also think, well, I don't want to say that on the podcast. <laughs> Brandon, what do you what do you think? Uh, I am in on Terrence Mann. I'm in on Luke Kennard. I am hard out on John Wall. And I'm out but sad on Robert Covington. Mm-hmm. Robert Covington is one of my fa- one of my five favorite Timberwolves players of all time. I I love Robert Covington. Similar to John Wall being cooked, I think Robert Covington is kind of cooked at this point. Um He's like got very active hands still, uh, but he's not a tremendous point of attack defender. He's like pretty immobile at this point in his career, and he's not like a knockdown shooter. But he's Cat's friend. Point. I was just he is Cat's friend. He, this is a good I, I like Robert Covington a lot, but I do not see him. I don't think Robert Covington is in the rotation for the Wolves if he's on the team. He doesn't need to be to be a positive impact. Well, for trading D'Angelo yeah. Russell, I sure would like to get <laughs> someone was, who plays. Are, are we sure? Are we sure though? I mean, because like, just to make the to balance the rosters, you'd think like Jalen Noel or Nas Reed is also going over mm-hmm. yeah. in that deal, mm-hmm. and so like Robert Covington as backup center alongside Kyle Anderson, does that do anything for you? Well, it's just it's just so hard for me because like Cat's coming back at some point, so then you, now you've got. At, in the center rotation, it's Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns. You know, you can functionally get away in bit minutes with Luca Garza and or Nate Knight. And then, like, the role you'd want Robert Covington in is primarily the minutes that Kyle Anderson and Torian Prince yeah, are getting. He's like, what? Six, Those guys are way better than playoff Robert three of Covington. Them. I'm yeah. saying play all three, man. That sounds awesome. Like, running and gunning, it, like, we can go big, we can go big, we can go big, but if we can, if we have a, a real lineup that can go small and switch everything and, and just, like, shoot the lights out, what a fucking curveball to have, right? Yeah. Like, a, a super big change of pace. I, I think, like, the versatility of play and the amount of, of mm. looks that you can throw at other teams is super important. And right now, I'm not sure we have, like, a super great small ball look. Like, Kyle Anderson at center mm. actually looked pretty tight yeah yeah uh, but if we had one more like big versatile forward a la robert covington maybe two three yeah. years ago yeah that, that's just it. My, my thing is i just don't think robert covington's uh-huh. that player anymore yeah, I feel yeah. per- particularly because like like you just watch him like he's he's always been like a little stiff yep. and immobile but he had the really good hands to go along with it now he's like a, even a step slower he's only shooting 33 percent from behind the arc so i just like i don't view him as the player for that role i do like the idea of like big versatile switchy wings who can guard out on the point of attack i just don't think robert covington is that player anymore i feel you durf bring us home with nets talk 
Um, this was highlighted in your color. Oh, it was? Yeah. Okay, so the Nets, uh, they talked about trading Seth Curry. Are you the host? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Was this my color? It was, yep. yeah. Blue is it's your color. Blue, blue. So the Nets, they're looking. We don't need to talk about these ones. I guess. Yeah, okay. We these don't ones are just on here because the Nets have been interested in Nas, so we just like threw some guys on so here Seth that Curry, maybe made Patty sense. Uh, same thing with like the Rocco two, three years ago. I'd be in on these guys if it was two, three years ago. I'm out on all the Nets guys because you probably have to trade Prince to make the salary math work on any of them, and I don't want to trade Tori and Prince no. if I'm getting Seth Curry or Patty Mills back. Well, what if it's 2018? Patty Mills when he was torching the wolves. Sure. On the Spurs. <clears throat> In this scenario, yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the last guy, Brandon? Io DeSumo. That's that's one who hasn't been rumored to the wolves, but someone who's rumored to be available who I really like, Absolutely. who Durf really likes because Durf's a big yeah. Big Ten guy. Um, another guy who would really solve the nobody plays hard enough problem, plays on the Bulls. Uh, he was a second round pick last year, Big oh, yeah. Ten player of the year at Illinois a couple years ago. Wait, hang on. I just Googled him. This guy died in 1885. Uh, Io Dasunmu did? Oh, eight, just... No, he just typed in Dasunmu. <laughs> <laughs> that's just, that's, he didn't even have a last name. That's he was just the Dasunmu. Oba of Lagos from 1853 when he succeeded his father, Oba Akitoye, okay. until his own death until 1885. So he, he was forced to run away So under... if he's dead, you could probably get some picks back in the trade too. Uh, oh yeah, that's a good call. He was forced to run away to Britain under the threat of force in August, 1861. Hey, I would put on his skin and go play, you know, <laughs> yeah. if they needed me to. I, yeah. hey, if you're listening, it smells. If, you, if Tim Conley, if you're listening, I will put on any dead person's skin <laughs> and play for the I, I feel like there's like I've a heard time. Tim Conley's interested in doing that with someone, so he's been having trouble finding the guy, though. Yeah, no one wants to do it because it's nasty. Yeah. You, it is not a pleasant job. Well, I'll take one for the team, man. Upon his death, he was officially recognized by the British Navy for uh, with a 21-gun salute. Wow. Oh, that's, that's like an MVP. That changes everything. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. Wake me up when he gets the 22-gun salute. <laughs> God. All right, what are we talking about? We were talking about Io Dissimu. <laughs> <laughs> if the Bulls trade Io Dissimu, that is a huge mistake. Yeah, yeah I'd, be, I'd be all in on Io Dissimu yeah. for Nas Reed. Absolutely. No question. Yeah. Are you um, kidding me? Plays super hard. Would get to a lot of loose balls. Rebounds for his position really well. Um, a lot of upside. I'm in on Io Dissimu. Are you in on Joe Mama Salsa? I am. This episode's brought to you by <laughs> Joe Mama Salsa, River, River Falls, Wisconsin's very own. Not only are they a local salsa, they also use locally sourced ingredients from the Midwest. What do we not rock with on this podcast? Big salsa. What should big salsa do? Go away. Suck it. <laughs> Wear a dead person's skin. <laughs> I was going to say, stop lobbying our government to make unlivable wages oh, yeah, yeah. Um, popular. That's what Big Salsa Is does. Is Big Salsa doing that? It's all Big you Salsa. Heard? Oh, my God. You haven't been watching the, the reels. We've been sending <laughs> you gotta, yeah, you got to watch Shalinga's reels. Uh, C-Sense is CWN. Yeah, I will share them to the group chat. Yeah, no okay. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. It's exciting. Yeah. So, Jomama's uh, Salsa, like I said, local, Jomama's Salsa, uh, locally owned company, locally sourced ingredients. It's got a fresh vivacious taste it does not they do not sacrifice flavor for heat they do both and it's glorious i rock with pineapple mango i don't know how many times i have to tell you that i like pineapple mango there's also the roasted garlic there's also the variations of heat uh and you can buy it online always free shipping no shipping minimums just cop it joemamasalsa.com j-o-m-o-m-m-a-s.com this is the part of the show where the hosts debate a hyper niche timberwolves topic only a true diehard would have an opinion about this, which you are. So here you go. Uh, let's move into talking about 
The Last of Us. Are you guys in on The Last of Us? The Last of Us is great. It's the, fantastic. The third episode was one of the best episodes of TV Have I've you, ever you've watched. been watching? Oh, You're yeah. Kinda... Oh, God. I That third episode. Dude, can, can we just dive into that episode? I, sure. The George, greatest you, love story since the you, first 10 minutes of Are you concerned about oh. any spoilers? <laughs> no, I know. I know what happens. I am not watching The Last of Us because I'm very affected by media. I know it's good, mm-hmm. but I know it's very heavy. Yes. And it's yep. going to make me sad. And I feel things too much, especially as a new father. I'm very emotional it's, all the time. It's impressive self-awareness that you're able to... It's why Make I watch decision. Thank you. It's why I watch cartoons a lot because yeah. <laughs> there's a good they can be well done. But I know it's Absolutely. good. Spoil away. I mean, I, for me personally, I just I was really blown away by the the this this love story that we got that was not a part of the game whatsoever, mm-hmm. and the the fact that we got to witness a gay relationship that was not hidden at at really any point mm-hmm. because yeah. so often with with media queer like they they will depict queerness but it will be like sort of like on the low or like you just yeah. have to sort of yeah. infer that they're gay you know yeah. yeah and and it was beautiful to watch not only this this gay couple but this like older you know, and not conventionally attractive, at least yeah. one side gay couple mm-hmm. and grow old. And I mean, I was I was bawling yeah. like I've never cried so much <laughs> watching a TV show, <laughs> a zombie like TV that show. Got, right? And that you got to like live basically like their whole life yes. with them in like yeah. 40 minutes. Yes. Yeah. Like to see like and to be convinced to be convinced in like it's, forty it's minutes, powerful. like to be that affected by characters that you just met forty minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. I, without spoiling what actually happens at the right. end, but like to be that affected when they're old and at the end. Yeah, yeah. it's just yeah, it's wild to see just like finding love in just the most. In a, in a hopeless place. Yeah, exactly. Yes. In yeah. the most ridiculous yes. circum- circumstances, it's so authentic and mm-hmm. so like. Like you said, it's just beautiful to watch. Yeah, and I, I feel like I walked away from it having like learned something about love and mm-hmm. like how to love people, which I, I don't I don't learn stuff from TV that often. But mm-hmm. I, I really Certainly took not some, like <laughs> the zombie apocalypse show, yeah, a, vid- a video game based TV show. Absolutely, like it's just not something you expect to, to come out. If I'm trying to learn, I'm going to I'm going to YouTube.com backslash mudfloods and flat earth, <laughs> and I try to make it happen. Uh, so for The Last of Us, if you're not familiar, it's, well, you probably should be, but it's a zombie apocalypse show where mushrooms take over the world and it's so tight. V- real scary and awesome and kind of makes me sad because I know what happens because I read the Wikipedia page because oh, I had to be involved. Don't spoil it. I I'm not going to spoil happens. it. But in honor of The Last of Us and capitalizing on the clout the show can bring us, remember hblmax.com, promo code no pants to get that free month. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do another draft, guys. We're not calling it a draft. No, this isn't a draft. I thought it was a draft. No, no, no we, we're just, just we just our say teams. our team. Oh, I thought we were going around. Mm-hmm. No, we're just saying our. We're just like saying our. Remember, whole Beck teams. said we've done too many drafts, oh. so we weren't doing. Yeah, but, but I thought we were gonna. Do, but uh, you can just pick your top picks. Okay, yeah, like that's, that's great. Yeah, Chlinga, do you have three to four wolves members that you want to survive with? I a, sure do. How do you say the c word in <laughs> the Last of Us? The mushroom, not cordyceps. Not, cordyceps. Oh, cordyceps. cordyceps. <laughs> I was like, I, was like, oh, I don't know the mushroom. 
Uh, uh, we gotta check is, is is the c word allowed? I was asking. I was asking about before we started. I'm just I'm bringing it off pod conversation, <laughs> yeah. not pod. I was saying, okay, is the c word allowed? Is the f word allowed? Yeah. Is the b word allowed? Is the w word allowed? I was saying them all. So yeah, um, I love the w word. I I don't. <laughs> I honestly am embarrassed that I have not been dropping the w word way more often. <laughs> Guys, we gotta drop <laughs> way more w's on here. Okay, so we're just gonna go around and say who we want to survive or who we would be with from Wolves history to survive a cordyceps yeah who's our team infection. who's our team our survival team let's let's start with Chalango. yeah, work our way to yeah, yeah since yeah, he's yeah. got four overachiever my yeah. fourth one is just like a funny one that i didn't want to take up a spot on my team <laughs> we should have just done a wild card we should have done three in a wild card or an honorable mention anyway yeah so uh when i when i went through the process i was like okay i need somebody outdoorsy i need someone who's going to be able to maybe build some stuff maybe you know help help me you know understand you know edible plants and i was like okay do we have any farmers any former wolves farmers and i i remember Corey brewer famously grew up on a farm like he like is a tractor guy he's like super outdoorsy so he's number one Corey brewer is on my survival team check check if he grew up on a farm because this was this was just my my memory i'm like i think he grew up on a farm brewer farm you said it so confidently i believe you hard work in the nba began on the farm there we go i knew i knew it great pull thanks thanks everyone yep Uh very well done very well done (laughs) please clap live studio audience (laughs) love that one Uh, and then I, I'm going to pick Gorgie Jang. Uh, you know, I, I think Gorgie Jang is one, is so selfless and would really like like give himself for the betterment of our team mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and do what he needed to do to make sure that we we could survive and 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 succeed. Um, and and the last one, the last one was tough. I I didn't I I didn't quite know the personalities of of folks enough, but I figured I needed someone who was going to be able to do the tough stuff. You know, someone with a little bit of like edge to them that you know because there's that's just bootstraps shit. mentality there's just yeah. shit that's gonna have to happen and so i went with andre kirilenko oh that's a good team so yep yeah so we got Corey brewer gorgie and ak-47 ak-47 i almost took ak because i feel Dirk like he loves AK. i do <laughs> love i do love ak yep if you get if you get a giant tattoo on your back of your world of warcraft character and you're automatically it's, one of my favorites i strong didn't know move. that he had that oh yeah that have is, you ever seen that no i haven't so it, it would always peek out the side like right on his shoulders you could see like the yeah, like but the it's wings. like a t- it's oh, like a, t- it's it's a warcraft character yeah, yeah. it's it's like a pterodactyl so type it's insane dude <laughs> it's great i saw it immediately and i was like what is peeking out the sides of his jersey yeah that's it's, awesome. it's a fullback tattoo uh dirk you right. go next uh yeah yeah so um the first one i took um, for obvious reasons, I'm taking Kevin Garnett. Yeah. Cause he's loading up the pump, some Uzis, a Damn couple it. nines, this is literally a couple of joints of silencers, literally on my team. grenades, missile launchers, and a couple missiles. I mean, we're we're pretty much set for like ammo. He's too intense to die. Yeah, he's a main character. He's he's gonna mm-hmm. like live throughout, like it's gonna be a really endearing storyline, but he's also just gonna take out the zombies. With his ammo, um, number two, I'm, I had uh, Kyle Anderson. Um, similar to your pick, it's he makes the right play, he mm-hmm. makes the right move. It's not always the sexy move, but it needs to be done. He, I mean, if he needs to, he's gonna he's gonna sacrifice himself for the greater good. Um, oh no, if he needs to, yeah. 
It's, we don't know the storyline. He might not need to, but he's willing to. That's that's what we need. That's true. Um, he's selfless. That's right. Uh, and then the last one is Peck. Nikola Pekovic. Um, this Your fucking team is just my team. <laughs> <Is it> really? <laughs> Almost. Okay. So uh, Peck, uh, if there's one person I think could protect me and rip apart zombies, I think it's uh, Nikola Pekovic. Um, and also the one, the one negative is he's probably pretty slow. So if we're on foot, like might slow us down a little bit, but... Um, a lot of meat on those bones, so he might be a good distraction if I need to like get oh, out of him. So I'm just saying, it's, it's you're just it, like who can die? So I, I don't mean, have yeah, to. Like it's a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Eventually, they're probably gonna teeter out. So like I want to um, be the last one. Yeah. Okay. Brandon, you want to go or do you want me to go? Well, I don't want anyone to take any more of my picks because hey, Durf's team. Yeah, you I had, go, to, you I had go. to rework my team a little bit here because I didn't want to just have Durf's team. So my first pick uh, was Torian Prince. Um, I think for the for the leadership, kind of the take charge mentality. But I also really wanted to prioritize on my team just like a general sense of toughness. Mm -hmm. uh, people that aren't going to like get beaten down by the the trials of the zombie apocalypse. And I think Torian Prince is tough and gritty. He doesn't back down. And I think he can kind of take the reins as a leader. I had Kevin Garnett because he was loading the clips, Uzis and missile launchers. But I am going to take Kevin Garnett off my team in the interest of not having almost the exact same team as Durf. And I'm going to take James Johnson uh, <gasps> for very similar pick. reasons. Yeah. Um, he's kind of my my enforcer, uh, big tough guy, probably another guy who's going to load up the clips, Uzis and missile launchers in the tough times um, and just really like stand up for the team. Uh, and I also have Nikola Pekovic on my team. But for different reasons, because so you're going Corey Brewer from like the farming angle. Mm -hmm. I'm going Nikola Pekovic from the we're we're like years into the zombie apocalypse here in in The Last of Us. So we need people that have ties to like the criminal underworld oh, and the yeah. smuggling mm. lines <laughs> and we need access yeah. to this stuff. And so <laughs> Nikola Pekovic, he's going to be in with that that zombie apocalypse mafia, and he's gonna have access to those guns, Uzis, and missile yeah. launchers. He's gonna have access to trading that food and stuff under the table that a lot of people don't aren't gonna be able to get to. So I, I that's kind of our way of sustaining things. Hell yes. And then I do have a bonus fourth person. Give it to me. Uh, I also put Bryn Forbes on my team because I want someone who, if we do have to sacrifice someone, I am not <laughs> sad at all yeah. when we do it. That's why that's Tom, brutal. that's why Tibbs is on my team. Yeah. Someone that we can just kill. The, the Peck backstory episode is gonna be it's so, gonna be so yeah. Yeah. Just the full, yeah, full yes. throwback. Okay, well, you're gonna see a trend with my team. Uh, Latrell Sprewell can attack, 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 choke perhaps? Yes. Well, that's dangerous, you're getting too close to the mouth. You're putting Malik Beasley on I'm your team. I'm Malik Beasley again. This is just his great hang strap. It's just the people I want to hang out with, but is also people. That, is it because he's a good shooter? It's also because he's a good shooter. And confirmed has a lot of guns. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. <laughs> I need a nice Real Second Amendment loving American on my side. Um, and then I would sacrifice Tibbs, but since you took that joke, I'm going to find a different person. Um, again, if we're shooting, Carl Anthony Towns, sniper. We're not going to get close to these guys at all. Yeah. And if we do, 
We have Latrell Sprewell to choke him out. Are you He'll nervous that Cap might be a little too clumsy, though? I have visions mm. of Carl Anthony Towns tripping on his big feet, and now you have to make the decision. <laughs> he shoots me as he's going down. You have to make the decision, safety. like, am I going to go save Carl Anthony Towns, or am I going to be running away while he's like, no, yeah, save yourself? But, but Cat has that cringe force field. Well, they won't even come near but him. But he's going to say That's all the right things. only the game, things. not the show. Oh, when he it. falls down, he's going to be he's going to say all the right things, and he's going to be like, save yourself, because he thinks that's the noble thing to do. Mm. So you're going to be forced into a tough decision. That doesn't think, al- that doesn't alarm me, but I'm worried about the gun safety and him tripping and then shooting me. <laughs> so I'm going to switch it to Jimmy Butler as an avid outdoorsman. He might be mean, but he is a survivalist, I think. Well, you know, he fell over in a boat. I so oh. he yeah, he can't swim. Don't you remember the the band oh, yeah, out of bio Tyler yep. Hero? Uh-huh. Oh, that's Jimmy right. Butler, oh, like none of, of them can yeah. none of them can swim. That's okay. right. Uh I had Jimmy Butler as a possible choice, but I was a little concerned about team morale. Um, I think if you're on his it, good side, everything's fine. Yeah, but I think, the pro- I think the problem is if you're not, a, if, if someone on the team isn't on his good side, he's not afraid to sell you out to save himself. Mm-hmm. Well, then what about, do I, do I want Glenn Taylor on my team? Because if he can identify like loyalty, like yeah. loyalty or like maybe like an infection amongst a bunch of our livestock, he knows how to get rid I of can, it. I can, I can, <laughs> he's like, hey, I got this big <laughs> oven. We, <laughs> we got the flamethrower. If, if we can lure these millions zombies into this massive oven, yeah, I can then, kill them all at once. But then he's got to worry about the protesting zombies <laughs> yeah. too. And that's a whole different crowd. Like Glenn <laughs> Taylor rose cordyceps alive. <laughs> that's a good bid. Oh, that was like, Good bit. Oh, and my shit. team blows. I don't care. It's one of those. It's one of those permutations. Yeah. Um, I didn't tell you about this bit. It's time for random wolf of the week. Our wow. It is my week, so I'm going to provide you guys a bunch of clues, and you have to guess who my random wolf of the week is. You mean anyone that played at least one game for the Wolves ever? Ever. Okay. Ever. There's 285 of them. I yes. ranked them earlier this yes. year. You did, gr- you did a great job. Uh, but before we start the game, you guys can just do a, any guess, and I think as any guess, just as to the guess, you get to do the, the the guess. It's the guest guess. It's the guest guess. All right. Um, I do have. I I'm going to guess Dean Garrett. It was not mm. Dean Garrett. Okay. Ooh. But that is a, a great random wolf of the week <laughs> yes. future Dean, person. Uh, Dean Garrett part of a long history of bad centers who started most of the games That's for right. the Wolves. That's like, right. From the 90 until Cat showed up, we had just had a different bad center every season. <laughs> and it's crazy because we had one of the greatest centers ever on the roster for most of that. But in- we had to make, but he was a power forward back then. <laughs> <laughs> and he was Insane. six foot 13. Insane. Right? All right, clue number one. <laughs> he is a Christian. He said, quote, I'm not an extremist, but I believe in Jesus Christ. And he has a tattoo to reflect that in the form of the acronym FGB, standing for Family, God, and Basketball, on his wrist. FGB. Okay, that's not what came. Uh, family, God, Basketball. That's the big, good. the Holy uh, Trinity. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, so there's a lot of guys. Doesn't Ricky Rubio have a tattoo on his wrist? Does he stream Christian? I don't think it's Ricky. Oh, he's from Spain, maybe. I'm going to guess uh, Christian Leitner. <gasps> that would have been so sick if I pulled that off, yeah. but nah. no. All right. Okay. I tried. All right. Number. Oh, it's also a group Wait. guess. It's oh, it's a group team. guess. I'm yeah. sorry. Oh, you're, fine. you're okay. We, okay. We usually don't get it until like the third or fourth right. one. Yeah, anyway. they get less and less obscure. All right. I'm here. I'm here. All right. Clue number. These are horrible clues, guys. <laughs> clue number two. His first and middle names are homages to other NBA players. I cannot tell you who those players' names are, obviously, but they are um, from other NBA players from the 90s. First and middle. First oh, so, and middle. Oh, so that his name was, or do we know he's named after those people? Yes. Okay. So oh. he's named after people from the nineties. So he has to be relatively recent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. 
Mm, Brandon the deducer, Sherlock Holmes over here. Yeah. <laughs> That's me. Um, that was so what do we think? convincing. Jally's, Jally gives the worst hints. Yeah. <laughs> no, a couple weeks ago they were good. You'll see I think, why. I, yeah, I, was gonna, I think he picks like like wolves that we would know. So he asked. Well, that's not true because are... he picked Felipe Lopez last time. Uh, I would never have <laughs> guessed that. Um, what was that Christian quote again? What did he? What did he... Quote, I'm not extremist, but I believe in Jesus Christ. Okay. That's, so as it should be. That's a weird ass Is there any Lukes quote. that he would be named out? Is a Luke Riddenauer? I don't know what Luke, like that, if it's going to be Luke obvious, Wait, he's probably not. Rittenauer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it Carl Anthony Towns? Is his that dad, it? no, his dad is Carl. Yes, yeah, yeah, but Carl Sr., Carl yeah. Anthony Sr. <laughs> but also Carl Malone. Carl Malone, yeah. Yeah, it could be. A person you want to be named. Hey, I, 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 I think that's a fair guess. Is it Carl Anthony Towns? It is not Carl Rock. Anthony Towns. Clue number three. He was drafted 10th overall by the New Orleans Hornets. That's it? We don't get a year? It was the last year they were the New Orleans Hornets. Uh, what year? I know Noah Vonley was drafted around 10th overall by the Hornets, wasn't he? Oh, He's somewhere. was he the Hornets? I thought he was that drafted sound, by the that Hornets. That sounds right. Um, Noah. But that, yeah. That Noah's tough. Noah is tough. Drafted 10th by the Hornets. I'm the like, last year they were the Hornets, that would have been like... 2009-10 yeah, or something? Yeah, because that's like Eric Gordon played for the Hornets. Yeah. Uh, so maybe maybe no wait. Who did it's, it's is it our friend Austin Rivers? <laughs> it's our friend oh, Austin Rivers. Oh, let's go. That was clue number four. He is <laughs> our friend. <laughs> What's his middle name? That is so good. Uh, his middle name. Hang on, let me look it up. I typed in fun facts. About Austin. Austin who's, yeah, who's Austin? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Austin James Rivers. Um, let me go back to the website. It was Austin, James Wiseman. Obviously, Austin uh -huh. Rivers. Fun facts is what I typed in, and it was the first thing. Oh hell yeah! yeah I was really great expecting guess. it to be a more. Yeah. As soon as I like the Pelic the Hornets thing, all of a sudden I was like trying to think of guys yeah. who had played for them. Also, yeah. that might have been a lie. I think it might have been I think I think well no, he was drafted by the Hornets in twenty twelve and that's when like they announced they're gonna switch to the Pelicans. Okay. Okay. Um let's see. I'm looking up the he, wait. what was he how quickly was he traded? Did he play a game for the Yeah, he played okay. he played for a couple years for okay. the Yeah, he played for the Hornets for one year. Uh-huh. Then a full year for the Pelicans. Then half ah. season for a Pelican. The Pelicans got traded to his dad's team with the Clippers. Got it. And then he bounced around a lot after the Clippers. Okay, so the NBA players. Doc Rivers named his son after Austin Carr, one of the great scorers in NCAA oh, history at Notre course, Dame. Of course. And then Austin's middle name, James, is in honor of his uncle, Jim Brewer. Wow. Oh, yeah. We, we all love <laughs> Jim Brewer. Jim, Jim? He used to dribble and shoot that ball, man. <laughs> Jim Brewer. <laughs> you said they were from the 90s. Jim Brewer played from I, 74 to 82. Run the tape wow. back. While you guys are talking over me in excitement, I say late 80s. It's not even late 80s. His I last year was it. 1982. Yeah. Oh. Anything after 81 is late. Yeah. I would have definitely known it was Jim Brewer if you hadn't said 90s. And I was gonna, well, and then wasn't Randy Brewer the random old flash? Is that he the tie-in? You I, looked I, up his uncle and you're like, that, that's That's it. the guy. That's uh -huh. how we're choosing. So we've reached uh, the natural end of the episode. Chilango, do you have anything you want? Do you have any airing of grievances or wolves bits or something or a hot take perhaps that we can store away and put out later? I mean, my hottest take is that as we approach the deadline, I think people should be prepared that if the Wolves do make a trade, the most likely player that is to be traded is actually Torian Prince <gasps> because he is like he is the player in my eyes, in, in my estimation. And I talked about this on a very recent episode of the CND NBA show. Make sure you listen to that. Good plug. But, 
as as teams like go down the list of like three and D type wings that they they want to get because that, that's kind of what everyone wants to acquire. They're going to go OG oh, and Obi too expensive. Jay Crowder, there's some weird contract stuff. He hasn't played all year. He's going to. I mean, he seems like he wants to go to the Bucks. He's meeting with them. Whatever weird stuff. Tobias Harris is too expensive. You know, you go down the list and there's just not a ton available. Torian Prince makes like what seven million. Eight million. Eight million. I think, yeah. It's just like a nice gettable contract. Right. Teams who feel like they're close but need one more rotation piece might feel like they can overpay a little bit to have him for a couple of years. Could slot into a couple like starting lineups in the league. I think I like I think about Cleveland specifically. Ooh. Like how how which is funny because that's where we got, him. That's we got yeah. him from. But he can go back because he's on a new contract now. Yeah. So there's no there's no issue there. Um so I I don't know. I just think when we talk about which Wolves teams, which Wolves players have value throughout the league, like, of course, our 3 and D wing, who honestly doesn't really play that much for us. <laughs> like, in, yeah. in his time here, yeah. he's not played that many minutes. Um, he feels he feels maybe more valuable than he is to the team. Um, yeah. So just be prepared for that. Yeah, I, I've mm-hmm. always kind of viewed the potential of a Torian Prince trade as more of, like, the way to make salary math work if you're mm-hmm. trying to get a player back for Nas Reed or Jalen Noel. I hadn't really considered the idea that we would be the per- we would be getting the worst players back and maybe like draft compensation or swapping fit for fit with like a team like Cleveland. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. What a great take, Chalanga. Thank you. Thank you for being our first ever guest yes. on Crunch Wears No Pants. Please plug all of your things again so people can follow uh, you. Yeah, listen to the C&D NBA show available on all of the uh, streaming apps. That's C-N, the letter N, D, uh, NBA show. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, at CND NBA show, follow me at Chalangason at C H E L A N G A S O N. Uh, I write for zone coverage. Uh, it's kind of sporadic at this point, uh, but usually once weekly, um, sometimes very seriously. Sometimes it's just a big goof. Um, but <laughs> Tommy yeah, mayonnaise. Da- Tommy mayonnaise. <laughs> that's right. If you want, uh, you know, if you like this show, I-, I assume that you will also like the CND NBA show. We're very weird. We're wacky. Um, we can be a bit radical sometimes, but mostly we're just here for the bits. So, um, felt good to slide right in Dude. To, to this show. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for coming in. That yeah, was, of course. Yeah, this was a hoot and a half. Hey, if you're listening on the road, drive safe. If you're listening inside, don't go outside. It's cold. Love you so much. And if See nobody's you told you yet, we love we you. We love you. Bye. Wow. What a, what a sode, guys. Good, good sode. Nice.